Welcome to the Tech Bytes portion of our episode. We are in a six-part series with Singtel about cloud networking. That is, how to take your existing wide area network and make it communicate with cloud services in an effective way that maybe your legacy WAN isn't able to. Today, part five of six, we are chatting once again with Mark Seabrook, Global Solutions Manager at Singtel. Mark is going to share Singtel WAN offerings that can help make your legacy network cloud ready. This is the stuff that Singtel can give you that uh, that makes your network cloud ready. That's that's the big idea here, Mark. Uh, Mark, one of your key solutions, and we've mentioned this in some of the earlier tech bites, but we, we need to review this. SD-WAN, what, why in your view is SD-WAN a critical network feature for accessing cloud? Yeah, hi guys. So I guess SD-WAN just gives that level of intelligence across the whole global network. So it allows you to uh, manage all of the amazing things you can do with overlays and what underlays it's running on. So before SD-WAN at a site level and at a, an orchestrator level, we just didn't have that, that control or that access and that uh, 10,000 foot overview from the customer's perspective. I, I like the way that you put it amazing, um, because that's, uh, without being overly dramatic, that's sort of how I felt about SD-WAN. You know, if you're used to, as a network engineer, setting up routing protocols that route things in a particular way, you get into the SD-WAN world with overway, overlays, and now you can begin pushing traffic around the network kind of however you want in according with policy. You get into service chaining. There is truly what we would have said back in the day. You could kind of hack together a little bit with policy-based routing, but I mean, not end to end. It was always a point in time and managing it was awful. So SD-WAN does feel a, a bit amazing at times. But okay, Mark, but we do have to have a moment of, uh, of honesty here because I can buy my own SD-WAN. Uh, I could buy an SD-WAN capability from you folks at Singtel, so why SD-WAN from a service provider like Singtel instead of doing it by myself? A lot of customers um, start off with SD-WAN and it'll run great for, they'll do very well, you know, if it stays in one country, if the total number of sites is fairly small. Once you get to global, regional, um, multiple, multiple in the thousands of sites um, and literally thousands of tunnels and policies. Um, you really need some help. Uh, also, from an orchestrator point of view, you have to host that orchestrator somewhere. So we can give you a managed orchestrator across the world, which is backed up. And we can also, you have a lot of models with customers where uh, we have the keys, they have the keys. So we can, we can change things, they can change things. If they need help, we can come in and um, fix stuff for them. Right, and to a certain degree, I think you're implying that design matters when you start hitting that number of sites. So I imagine that you also assist with the design and architecture components of SD-WAN? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of my favorite kind of models is what I call uh, design and construct. So we'll get a brief from the customer. We know the problem, we know what we've got to solve. But we'll we'll do it in a, um, a sort of a step by step process. So we'll 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 keep their existing network up. We'll build infrastructure underlay for the new network. We'll roll out sites. We'll do uh, we'll add regions or countries at a time. Uh, we'll do proof of concepts. Well, Mark, I know we're going to talk about design and construct services uh, in the in the final part of our series. But for this one, I want to understand more about 
the SD-WAN offering? What what makes it up? Uh, what are the strategic advantages? I know you've mentioned along the way in this series that you have alliances with folks like Silverpeak, and you mentioned Cisco Thousand Eyes along the way. So let's, let's start at the beginning. If I'm getting SD-WAN from Singtel, what does that offering look like? What, it's, what, what am I buying here? Yeah, so we've, we've had a lot of success with uh, customers and we've put them on our, what we call our UCPE model, so our universal CPE. So we typically use uh, a Dell server and we'll load a number of images already on that Dell server. So for example, we're already put on Cisco Viptela, uh, VMware, VeloCloud, uh, Fortinet, HP, Aruba, Silverpeak, we'll put a thousand dies enterprise agent and a Cisco switch. So the reason we love doing the, the UCPE is that it doesn't uh, lock a customer in with a certain flavor of SD-WAN and it also disconnects the hardware from the software. So I basically, we're not locking a customer into a flavor of SD-WAN, and we're not locking a customer into the particular hardware that that SD-WAN manufacturer uses. So, th so this Dell server, you're saying universal CPE, customer premise equipment, the, and it's, it's preloaded with all of this stuff, like Cisco Viptela, VMware VeloCloud, and depending on what you're looking at in the Fortinet catalog, um, you know, something from Fortinet and something from Silverpeak. If we just take those, those are all SD-WAN products with different, uh, different models. SD-WAN is not a standard, it's proprietary. And so you got to plumb all these up to like-like. If you're going with Cisco Viptela, you're plumbing tunnels to other Cisco Viptela gear, etc. So your, your point is you ship this server and the customer is going to work with Singtel to figure out well, what should we be lighting up or, may, or, or is it maybe they've got Viptela in-house already and you're going to interoperate with their existing Viptela? Um, kind of all of the all of the above, really. Um, most most customers that we're rolling out SD WAN for, they've already settled on a, a flavor of SD WAN. So, for example, they might want to go with Silverpeak. Um, so we'll still we'll still put all those images on the UCPE, but we'll just use the Silverpeak image. Um, one of the other great things with the UCPE is that. We can make use of all the redundant power supplies, the data center grade interfaces, especially at the hub level. We've got a lot of like 10G base LR interfaces. Um, now, Thousand Eyes is kind of a separate piece of software on there, but you can use that. I'm assuming you're using that for network monitoring so you can see what's going on end to end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, one of the one of the great things about putting the, the Thousand Eyes enterprise agent on the UCPE is that you've got it everywhere. You've got it at every single site, i.e. an enterprise agent, and you've got it at all of your uh, hub data centers. A lot of people that uh, overlook it, um, you need somewhere to host it. And if the customer has to host it on some spare, you know, server or mini PC, it can get a bit messy. Oh, I love having it on a UCPE so that it's everywhere and we can see it and we can control it. Ah, okay. So you kind of led into my next question, which was you ship me this UCPE, this Dell box with all the software preloaded. And then what happens? It sounds like Singtel is managing this box for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll set it up initially. So, you know, we'll work with the customer. We'll set up each site um, with various, you know, bios and, and rules, et cetera, what they want to do. Uh, bios business intent overlays um 
and when we monitor it, so we'll we'll set up a particular region. We might set up a few test sites, and we'll we'll test it for a few months, and then we'll you know make adjustments, and then roll it out across that that country, and then we might come up with a standard in that country, and then roll that out globally. Okay, and you said Dell box, but in reality, are you usually shipping like two for high availability and and failover purposes? Yeah, absolutely. Most of the sites we're going to have two SD-WAN boxes running together in a high availability uh, setup. And then at the hub sites, um, we're basically going to have what we like. So at the hub sites, what we like to do is have a, a stack of 9K switches, have all the underlays coming into the data centers. We'll then set up a VLAN fabric in those 9K switches, feed that off to uh, the UCPE in the data center. Now in the data centers, we'll typically have anywhere up to seven or eight stacked, uh, all running together. Um, so we've got a lot, a lot of foul over, a lot of redundancy. And then on the back end of those SD-WAN instances, another set of 9K switches that handles all the foul over. So you just said a lot there. You say 9K switches. I assume you mean Cisco Nexus 9K or something else? Uh, Nexus 9K. So yeah, we created a, a VLAN fabric. So we're bringing in all these different underlays that come from all the different uh, providers. A lot of customers will set up uh, in each region or each country, we'll set up two Equinix data centers. We'll have those 9Ks, all those stacks of, of uh, SD-WANs, running in two different equinixes we'll put a 10 gig ring around those two data centers and then feed those two data centers also back to like a private data center that the customer might have so we've got like a kind of a a regional hub within each territory and then we'll link them globally via point to points large mpls etc okay this is a very grown up setup that that that's what i'm hearing here this is not well, we had this one line and we lit it up and put some VLANs on it and it was great. This is like robust capacity, uh, robust amount of bandwidth and redundancy built in. Because you, you said redundancy, but I mean, capacity is another piece of this. You can push a lot of packets through this setup. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that's a, a little trap that a lot of uh, people going to SD-WAN fall into initially where they might move away from an MPLS network. They'll go to a, a DIA because it's cheaper. Sure, they'll get more bandwidth, but by the time they start, you know, multiplying and multiplying tunnels on tunnels and making things more complicated, they suddenly find out that they might be in a, a worse situation than when they had the, uh, the MPLS. So yeah, you've really got to underlay I like to think of underlay as the, you know, the foundations to a building or a house. If you don't get that right, everything else is going to look uh, pretty wonky. <laughs> so how big are the links here? You were describing a ring connecting the hub sites through the 9K stacks. Um, how, what kind of capacity are we talking about between the hubs? So typically these days, um, we're not really seeing anything less than 10 gigs. So we're seeing 10 or 100 gig standards. So that can be either a, a, some customers like a pure wave handoff between points. Some people want a, a layer two ethernet handoff. Um, we've even done uh, connectivity through our SD Connect. So that's our cloud product, but we can tweak it to do DC to DC rather than DC to cloud. 
Okay, Mark. So with Singtel, we've built a robust ring topology, 10 or 100 gig links in between sites and so on. And it kind of feels like we've built our own private network to really, because effectively that we have, uh, but we've got the SD-WAN overlay. Okay. One of the things I can do with SD-WAN overlay is break out the things like Zscaler. I know that's a pretty common feature. Even though I built this whole like internal ring and stuff between my hub sites, can I still break out to Zscaler and use some of those fancy value add services? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the beauties of, of SD-WAN at the site level. So first packet inspection, um, depending on what the client's rules are, um, we'll break out that traffic directly to the cloud, to AWS, to Google, hmm. and we'll point it through a Zscaler node for the protection. Um, other instances, for example, in China, um, the local internet, the cloud um, traffic will be broken out to a local Chinese um, cloud target. The intranet WAN, that'll, that'll hop on a WAN underlay and maybe go to somewhere like Hong Kong or somewhere else. Excellent. That that's that's what I anticipated that you were going to say, Mark. But uh, as the as the situ, as the solution gets complex, all of a sudden the brain goes, "Oh, how do I do this? Oh, how do I do that?" And uh, and, and long story short is, you folks that you've thought about that, and that's all fine. Uh, and so you have maximum flexibility despite having built a very fast and robust architecture. Well, Mark, uh, thank you for joining us once again. And uh, if you've made it to the end of the Tech Byte, hey, thanks to you for listening, you awesome human. This was part five of a six-part series. So we are going to hear more on building cloud-ready networks with Singtel in an upcoming episode. Part six, our final entry in this Tech Byte series is going to be in a couple of weeks, and we will be reviewing underlay network architecture for a cloud-ready wide area network. The circuits that you need to have between global regions and the management required to make the most of them.